Well, good morning, everyone. It's me, Dave McMahon. Welcome to Unleashed on 4680Q.com and 4680Q.ca. Uh, I'm the owner of Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. Uh, if we're meeting for the very first time, I thought you should know that. And I host this Unleashed radio show uh, live online every Wednesday morning, 11 a.m. till approximately 11.45 a.m., always talking to super interesting people. And I want to mention that we are sponsored by Niagara Mobile Rust Proofing. Taking care of your rust proofing needs, contact Niagara Mobile Rust Proofing. Also, uh, I would like to mention that we are collecting donations of non-perishable food items and clothing. If you wish to donate, please come to the 4680Q.ca studio uh, in Niagara Falls. And I would be happy to accept your donations. Really appreciate it. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, chit-chatting with my guest. Dr. Aziz is with me this morning. And he's a veterinarian. DVM, Doctor of Veterinary of Medicine, uh, and he is renowned at a certain type of surgery that he does. We'll be talking about what that certain type of surgery really is. But uh, anyway, welcome to the show, Dr. Aziz. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dave, for having me today. I appreciate uh, the hospitality and thank you for letting me talk today with you about what we can do to help pets, especially large breed dogs and even small dogs and medium size. Yeah, I'm so happy that you're here. And in this bag that you see in front of you um, contains some gift cards, $50 gift cards that you can take to the veterinary clinic and give to some of your patients. And that'll help put a dent in their dog training expenses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, and I have some marvelous cheese buns for you. All you have to do is warm them up in the oven a little bit. And they're compliments of Moody's Bakery, which is in oh. downtown Niagara Falls, just around the corner. If you haven't been to Moody's Bakery, go down there, tell them Dave the Dog Man sent you and get some of their cheese buns. <laughs> Thank okay. you so much. Thank you. Hey, class is in session, everyone. My pleasure, Dr. Aziz. Uh, you are the owner of the Dog and Cat Clinic of Niagara, located in the Garden City of St. Catharines. Uh, yes, in uh, across from the Penn Center. The address is 2 Tremont Drive. It's across from the Penn Center, yes. In yeah. the plaza. So let's find out a little bit about yourself. Maybe are you in the sharing mood so the audience can get a feel for you? I hope so. <laughs> so where were you born? So I am originally from Egypt. Uh, born in Egypt, came here as an immigrant to Canada 15 years ago. Um, came through Quebec because um, I speak French, I speak English and Arabic. So I speak three languages. Wow. I uh, knew you were intelligent. <laughs> thank you. So I did my immigration through Quebec government. But uh, because I'm a veterinarian and we studied uh, veterinary medicine in English, um, it was going to be a little bit of a challenge to practice veterinary medicine in French. So I uh, elected to come to Ontario. Very beautiful province. I did my homework before I come to Canada 15 years ago. Enjoyed everything. I have a lot of family members here. Um, my sister, my older sister, she's a pharmacist here in Niagara Falls, actually. And she works at um, the General Hospital. She's a pharmacist in the General Hospital. Um, so I, I have been graduated from the veterinary uh, 
university that was in 2002. Yeah, what what veterinary university did you attend, Dr. Aziz? It's uh, back in Egypt. Um, it's uh, Munufia University, Sadat City. So I graduated in 2002. And then uh, mandatory in Egypt, you have to do a one-year uh, service in the army. So I was in the army for one year um, and that's something not optional. Like here, you have to spend uh, 13 months. And because I'm a veterinarian, I was practicing as a veterinarian for the, um, all the farms over there because they have farm animals. And after that, I worked in pharmaceutical companies as a professional sales representative to multiple different kind of uh, multinational companies. I went to the States, stayed for about a year, worked at casual jobs like all youth when they like to, you know, start their life, once the dream, the American dream. But I didn't feel that it's the, the best place, at least for me, to, um, you know, to raise a family and have kids. So that's why I came back to Egypt and then I applied to the immigration to Canada. And then I came here um, I had to do a couple of exams. So the same exams, the exam called uh, the NAVLI, which is all the veterinarians uh, graduated from North America. They have to do that to get their license. We have to do that. But on the top of that exam, we had to do other exams, more harder. Uh, exam called CPE, which means that you have to do a surgery and to be assessed by faculty in one of the universities in Canada, which I did in Saskatchewan. So I did all my qualification, worked at a vet clinic. I start my career from the very, very bottom. All my staff, all uh, my um, clients for a long time, they know that I start as uh, not even a technician. I start as a kennel uh, to clean the kennels. A kennel attendant. Yes, absolutely. I start with that. I start as a receptionist, assistant, technician, veterinary, uh, veterinarian under a restricted license, and then a full veterinarian, and then I uh, like an associate, and then I uh, took over for the dog and cat clinic eight years ago. So there was a probation period, pretty much, when you were uh, well, starting out. I mean, I don't know if we want to call it a probation period, but... Well, it, it, it's it's kind of like... They watch once, you closely? Yes, but once you... Like, I'm, I'm graduated now 21 years um, as a veterinarian, but here in Canada, uh, when I start, I, I loved to start from the very, very bottom of this field, um, which I respect. That's why all people work with me. They know how much I respect and I appreciate people working in the veterinary field because I basically work at all these jobs. And I'm a believer if you want a success, you have to start from the very bottom yeah. so you can appreciate everyone helping you and you can learn how to work in a team, not by yourself. So I always tell that to everyone, even my staff. My parents didn't buy me the clinic. I have a big, big loan. I have to pay. I have two boys. I'm a father for two boys. I have a grade 10 and grade six two boys um and so the grocery bill for two boys <laughs> <laughs> and the wife yes. which she is Catherine. if anyone come to the clinic Catherine is the manager of the clinic and she's my wife she's Excellent. the one supporting me we have been married since 2007 so we are running for almost 18 years 17 years now good for you thank good you good for you congratulations thank you and you're here to stay 
Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And you are well-respected in your field. You have a huge following. And we're going to also touch on uh, the very specialized type of surgery uh, that you provide. We'll be, uh, we'll be talking about that as well. And yes. so, animals. Do you or your wife have any dogs or cats or fish or birds? Well, yes, we have cats. Uh, but I had a little bit of a bump. Unfortunately, we have uh, multiple cats. But Keto is the last cat. Um, when my older son grew up, we found that like Keto, our cat loved to sleep with him in the bed and he um, he loves to cuddle with him but we found that he started to develop a lot of symptoms of allergy so I was like because uh, he loved to come to the clinic he enjoyed to see me when I'm running here and there so don't tell me he became allergic to dogs unfortunately he is but for <laughs> cats for cats for now we went for allergy tests myself and him just to encourage him that it's okay to do the test and unfortunately um, he has severe allergy to cats saliva and cat fur so once he came closer to any cat he will develop runny eyes swollen eyes sneezing so he has to be on medications for allergy so that's why keto now in my clinic uh, all the staff know him all my clients know him keto the cat uh, he's always on my desk sharing me the time when I have a good moments hard moments he knows and i keep telling people because dogs and cats are not all the same and that's what a lot of people they don't understand they have different personality they have different approach they are not just a cat or just a dog because that upset me a lot when sometimes people talk and be like oh it's just a dog or just a cat no they are not yeah, I mean, these are companion animals, each with their own unique uh, personalities. Absolutely. Each with their own unique temperament and characteristics. And uh, these animals that people have, I mean, they are truly part of the family as a companion animal. I mean, these these dogs and cats you see are, are not like livestock. I mean, no. you, there are some folks out there that do have a dog and they just keep it, you know, tied to a chain uh, out back in the Sad. barn. It's sad. Very sad yes. because the dogs belong in the home with us yes. uh, as companion animals. I'm sure you agree. Yes, you absolutely. Are, speaking of livestock, uh, you are a small animal veterinarian and large animal veterinarian. Yes. yes. So so we are all, this is one thing, uh, maybe a lot of public, they don't know that. Our license, it's not specialized for small animals only or large animals only. That's why even there is still exist some clinics, they are mixed. Uh, for large and small animal um, yes there is a speciality but speciality it will be for certain things and they have to uh, make it clear that the veterinarian DVM that's a general like our uh, college it, it doesn't restrict us like if I want to practice tomorrow with horses I can but I choose long time ago to be with dogs and cats my um, believe because a lot of clients ask it, me actually I have clients they have farms and they ask me do you do horses do you do larger animals um, unfortunately I choose to put all my energy all my studies all my education all my focus all my time 
to small animals so I can learn more and dive deep and know more about small animals. How many staff do you have at the dog and cat clinic in St. Catharines? Uh, we are about 15, 16 staff uh, and uh, myself, uh, a full-time veterinarian. We have Dr. Nick Snyder. He's a full-time veterinarian. Dr. Heidi Habib, she's a full-time veterinarian. I have two part-time veterinarians cover certain days as well with us. And we are looking for more because we are a little bit busy. So yeah, you're yes. getting busy, and the and the canine population is growing rapidly. Oh yeah, yes, we I can see that, and uh, I can see it in families. And I always say when we have a sad appointment with someone, they have to say goodbye to their dog, and most of them will be like, "I will never have that again." I always say no. I am a believer that all people in the veterinary field or in the animal field, like trainers, veterinarians, technicians, assistants, owners, um, groomers, they, they have a big heart. And once you, you live with a dog or a cat, you cannot live without them again. That's right. I mean, and you feel as if though there's a limb missing from your body. Absolutely. When they pass away, you don't have them. Absolutely. It's very hard. Yes. Very hard. And so um, the the clinic, once again, is located. Please tell us again. I know yes, you mentioned it's, it. Uh, our clinic is located in St. Catharines, across from the Penn Center. Uh, the address is 2 Tremont Drive. Um, I elect to make it an easy name, even for people to Google it, when you say Dog and Cat Clinic of Niagara. So that's something um, easy to remember. Just a clinic for dogs and cats in Niagara. We will come up right away. Yeah. Now you have become, I don't know if the term is popular or renowned, or you are very successful in everything you do. We know that for certain. Thank you. Uh, but you are very successful in this very particular uh, surgery. It's a very niche surgery, very specialized surgery called TPLO, which is standing for Tibial Plateau Leveling Osteotomy. Uh, again, TPLO, we like they choose, not me, to uh, use this term because it's easier. Uh, the other one is complicated, but TPLO, Tibial Plateau Leveling Osteotomy, meaning changing the slope or the top or the chain of the tibia, which is the long bone at the dog's hind leg. Um, we change, we rotate it to overcome the crochet ligament once it ruptured. So this is a very common problem. I can go in details with that. Oh, we're looking it. forward to that. Oh, please. Yeah. Please. And now, how long have you been personally performing these uh, these specialized surgery? Over two years, but uh, to do it for public over two years. But before that, it took about eight years since I took in dog and cat clinic to prepare myself. Uh, one day, I hope, Dave, you can come and visit our clinic because uh, all my clients give me a compliment about the amount of certificates I have. I put it all on the wall. That was a request from my staff, my clients, uh, my family, because I spend a lot of time outside of the clinic, not for vacations, but to gain more education, I go all over the world. I just came from England in Europe to learn a new technique. You're always upgrading. Yes, absolutely. I am a believer that knowledge is power. So if you stop learning, this is when you are start to end your career. That's how I believe of. So every great, day, great attitude, great attitude. Every day there is something new, and um, I'm a believer that if uh, if you keep learning, that will 
will open a lot of things a lot at sometimes i go for a surgery to learn i may not do it but i tell like even my staff would be like are you planning to do this and i would be like no but i need to learn so if my client come to me i can educate them and guide them to the right place right person to do it so you can be resourceful absolutely Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So your recent trip to England. Yeah. It was exciting. Oh yeah. And you learned a great deal. Absolutely. How long were you there? Forty-eight hours. Believe it or not. So this was a two-day seminar. Yes. Workshop? No, it's actually it it lectures. It's a hand hands-on technique, like okay. it's a course. But I had a lot of appointments, a lot of surgeries, commitments. So it was literally forty-eight hours, eight hours uh, flight to England, eight hours back to Canada, wow. and the rest it was over there. Um, I didn't have to see a lot over there just to go for the course because they didn't offer it here. I. I I can tell you even when I booked that course, the company called me and they were like, do you realize that you are coming from Canada and this course in England? And I was like, yes, I know. I'm crazy enough to do that, but I love my job. I don't have hobbies. This is my hobby. I love to be in the clinic. All my staff know that. I never say no. I never say tired. Uh, my family knows that. I'm trying to give a good example to my kids that you love whatever you do and you'll be successful in that. Very, very true. And you're certainly passionate and dedicated about what you do with the dogs. So back to this, uh, the surgery that you're that you're performing, uh, maybe you could tell my audience a bit about uh, the origin and cause of this uh, problem that yeah. occurs in dogs. Yeah. And uh, I imagine it can be a wide spectrum, even from dogs running at a dog park playing, yeah. people taking the dog to the hydro field, running loose and playing or yeah. dog so, sports, you know, sometimes injuries absolutely. in dog sports. Absolutely. So so there is there is a lot because one of the things I like to do when I go for these courses to talk with uh, different veterinarians and uh, board certified surgeons from all over the country and in the state to learn and see how they see this problem this is one of the things so I, again i can educate people so yes the the origin of this is the crochet ligament which is a ligament inside the knee joint which is uh down the stifle at the back leg of the dogs and what happened uh, to make it simple that you'll take your dog for um you know a walk and he found um another dog or he found a cat or he found something exciting and he turned and run or bolt out of the leash or even at the park when you take them and yep. all of a sudden they yelp and they left their leg up so immediate pain to yes, the dog right right the way so so they found that there is two different uh reasons for that one is acute injury like what we said which is not as which is not as uh, common, but the common, unfortunately, reason it's called a degenerative disease, meaning that they born with a weak ligament. So it it doesn't have to be an injury. Sometimes people, uh, like clients, will come to me and say the dog was walking fine, and all of a sudden left the leg. There was no trauma happened. There was nothing. And when we start to um, 
discuss the reasons, do the exam, do the x-rays, that's when we found that unfortunately there is a partial or a complete torn of these crochet ligaments. One of the big things I notice uh, that a lot of cases they have been diagnosed with hip dysplasia, which is not. Sometimes I have cases coming to me. Misdiagnosis is common um, with that? I, I would say not misdiagnosis. I would say overdiagnosed hip dysplasia. Because, okay. yes, sometimes you see definitely that uh, th there is too many reasons. Like, it's, it's not uh, a one reason for the problem. It's a multifactorial problem. Sometimes the dog has bad hips uh, to begin with. And that's when the body tries to compensate that by the stifle to put more more efforts on the stifle to stabilize the back legs and that's when they torn their crochet ligament but that, that my concern is that sometimes it diagnosed with um, hip dysplasia only and I have been seeing that hip dysplasia and uh, owners will be on glucosamine chondroitin which is great but sometimes it's not only the problem is the hips, it's the knees and there is a rule and everyone knows that you fix the knees dog will walk even with hip dysplasia, unless it's a very advanced, again, when I'm saying that I cannot put a generalized word for all cases, but the majority of the cases, and there is a reason behind it. If you look to the anatomy of a dog, you'll find that the hips are protected with and surrounded with a big muscle mass around it at the hip area. But the knees, there is no muscles. It's all ligaments to control and to balance the knees to put it on the right direction. So if one of these ligaments torn, ruptured completely or partial, the, the knee will not going to be able to function correctly. And that's why sometimes we give them pain medication and see if the pain medication help. So it's not a true knee problem uh, or it could be a very early stages of the problem. But if you give pain medication, the dog is still limping no matter what pain medication or for how long and he's still limping. That means that it's not only the hips. I'm sure with your experience and the amount of dogs you've done surgery on and treated, I'm sure that you can diagnose what it is for the most part, if not in its entirety, even before you do your x-ray. Well, I mean, you yes. can call it. I mean, I'm sure you're able to go, you know what? I'm pretty sure this is the case, but let's verify it. Absolutely. Not only that, it's um, sometimes, and, and thank you for asking me that, because yes, sometimes it's obvious okay. that it's the knee and we can tell there is a couple of tests we can sometimes, not all the time, called drawer tests the veterinary can do in the exam room to check the knee. But sometimes if the dog is a big dog with uh, like a lot of muscles and sometimes they are in pain, so they are stiff. So you cannot perform that all the time. But the majority of the time we can, but still we have to do the x-rays and that's very critical and very important for the surgeon to calculate because we have to calculate and measure angles before we take the dog for the surgery it, it's not that we open and we fix whatever we found we have to prepare with a size of plates screws if we need to do that uh, to aim for success now many veterinarians charge an enormous amount of money for this highly specialized surgery. Yes. And it is said, and I've heard from more than one of my clients that are extremely happy with the surgery that you've performed on their dogs, uh, that you were very, very price reasonable. So, yes, I, um, unfortunately, uh, it's a very 
not complicated, but very specific surgery. Um, any veterinarian can do it, but again, it takes a lot of time, a lot of training. You have to really love what you do. And um, I elected that because, I'll tell you a sad story. Like before I started that, I have been, um, I have been, um, facing a lot of cases that people like owners of dogs they love their dogs they cannot afford to do the surgery that's before my time to come to start to do the surgery and when i uh, asked them to refer them to a surgeon or refer them to a place they perform the surgery uh, it's a lot of money and unfortunately sometimes it comes with a dog has both knees need to be done so some uh, sad situations i have been uh, involved when owners elect to let their dogs go because they are in pain and they cannot afford it so my mission was that i love this job i want to make a difference even if you can make a difference in your small scale that can cause a lot of good outcome and a lot of good impression to a lot of people change their lives uh, to make it affordable to them to do treat their dogs and that's when i elect to do the surgery almost 50 percent less than any other place and uh, i choose to do the hard because there is different techniques it's not only the tplo but still the gold standard for this uh, surgery for big dogs is this surgery and why is that it's not because i'm doing that surgery it's based of science and i can tell you one simple um, difference that this surgery we use one plate there is other surgery called tta for example which is a very good surgery very and the tta stands for uh tibial uh tuberosity angulation so you change the tibial tuberosity part of uh the tibia you change uh the direction the, the the position of it so you push it advancement tibial tuberosity advancement so you cut the bones you push it to the front but to do that and to keep this part of the bone away from its position you have to put something called a cage which is metal so it's basically involving a lot of metal material which can end up with infection with uh, body uh, rejection to this metal because you put a lot of metal and if you take this metal there is a lot of situation if you take this cage you go to square one again because that will put the bone back to its position so it's like you went back to square so one. so it's redundant really yes but uh, and and uh, but i can do this surgery for example and there is other techniques um close wedge osteotomy that's the one i learned in england um which is cutting part of the bone and change uh, instead of rotate the bone change the position of the top part of the tibia but i elect after a lot of research after a lot of uh, continual education talk going on um, our website for veterinarians called ven all veterinarians know about it and i learned that tib like the tplo is uh, gold standard everyone prefer it because the outcome is way best and less complications if you can do it right so so that's why i um i elect to do that 
uh, it's a hard road, but I elect to do it. And not because I am one of a very few veterinarians in Niagara region offering this surgery to be done by their local veterinarian, because most of uh, vet clinics in the region, uh, they offer this by a mobile board certified or refer it to uh, a place to do it. But I elect to try to cut the expense a little bit and learn to do it to make it affordable to everyone. Now, on the line of expense, as we talk money, uh, there's a lot of dog owners that purchase pet insurance. Yes. Is there a pet insurance package, I imagine there is, that would help put a dent in such a thing if an unfortunate circumstance were to occur and a dog needs this surgery? Well, I, I'll tell you that, Dave. Thank you again. You ask very, very amazing questions. I love to talk about it for public, which is I am not affiliated with any insurance company uh, to begin with, but I always say if like, like the vet bills, everything getting expensive. And when it comes to these kind of surgeries uh, it, it's still very expensive so Certainly, yeah. so so th that's where you cannot um, all the time prepare for this kind of uh, bad news when you go to your vet and hear that oh he need a surgery it's going to cost this amount of money so uh, yes you can and it's always recommended to apply for the insurance uh, like to get insurance for your dog when they are young like puppies um, if you wait when they are older it may like if your dog develop this problem and then you apply for an insurance unfortunately they consider it a pre-exist condition yeah, a little so too the, little too late yes yeah. yes absolutely so and it, honestly it makes life easier for veterinarian for owner for the dog when the the funds are there and again we're talking about reasonable amount we are not talking about excessive amount of charge yeah yeah and do you want to touch on what that amount would be or shall we leave oh, that no absolutely i i don't have anything to hide anyone so how about the high end so, so the high end yeah. so i'll tell you i um like, other vets what some vets are charging not um, you we, seven we talking about seven uh seven thousand dollars we heard uh eight thousand dollars per knee per one side um average will be between five to six six and a half thousand dollars per knee so that's that's what i heard and again this is all clients telling me like i i don't know exactly yeah. it's not like you have a plant calling no and checking what the competitors no. are charging no and and unfortunately it's not a set price for everyone any vet can set their price but i always say even when someone comes to me i always say please call around ask about prices and then if you are happy with our prices, we are more than welcome to help. So I elect to make it very simple. I'm talking about the TPLO surgery um, that we do it between 60 pounds up to 100 pounds dog. We charge $3,000 and that's any other place. It's going to be around between five to 6,000. We charge 3,000 plus HST. But the tricky part here, which I encourage owners to ask about it. When I say $3,000, it sounds a lot, but this, what this included, this includes the surgery itself, the x-ray on the same day of the surgery, because we have to do an x-ray to make sure that everything on the right place, all the medications the dog will take home, which is the antibiotics, after the surgery, the pain medication, two different kinds of pain medication and the sedative. Not only that, 
it's including the x-ray we have to repeat after eight weeks of the surgery to make sure that the bones heal well. This is a mandatory follow-up. Yes, we have to make sure that everything in place and if we need to sedate the dog, that's all included in the $3,000. So I made it like a package, so no surprises. It's not going to be like $3,000, then when you come, oh, you have to pay this, oh, you have to pay yeah. that. Another no, 500 another 600 Exactly. The aftercare is included. Yes, everything is included. And that is extremely less in price. Yes, and moving forward, over uh, over a uh, hundred pound dogs, we charge thirty five hundred. And again, in veterinary medicine, it's very well known that it comes by weight. So from a hundred pound to hundred fifty pound, we charge thirty five hundred. Over hundred fifty pound, it's a case by case. Because I have Charlotte, a sweet Charlotte, and we. I encourage people to go on our website. Uh, on our Instagram page and our Facebook page because I start recently to uh, post uh, these cases to show how the dogs are happy and running after the surgery. So one of the cases I'm going in the few in the coming few weeks to post a Charlotte after we took approval from the owner. Uh, Charlotte is an English Mastiff, 200 pounds. Um, we I did the TPLO and I had to put two plates, which is, I'm proud to say that, two uh, bone plates. A lot of surgeons not comfortable to put this amount of metal, but because of the weight, you cannot put one plate. So uh, these cases, a lot of places even will not gonna accept it. But I was happy that I was able to help her. Owner is a long-term trust on my ability. Because one, one big thing, Dave, I, I, I know I talk a lot, but one big thing I want to say... You know say, something? I want to make a remark. You yes. just said you talk a lot. <laughs> I'm going to say this. You talk a lot, which I'm happy that you do. You talk a lot, but you say a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you Unla so much. Unlike a lot of men. <laughs> a lot of men out there in the world, they talk a lot, but they say nothing. Yeah. You, I can listen to you all day. You're very interesting, very educated, and very Thank passionate you. about what you do to help animals. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So, so yes, um, about Charlotte, uh, 100, uh, 200 pounds, owner trusting me. One thing, uh, even my staff, my colleagues know that if there is a situation or a case, I feel that it's above my scales or it needs uh, a place where with a lot of more expertise or help, I will not gonna say anything more than this is the right place to go to to do things. So, so this is um, uh, very important and I'm a believer that any profession uh, should have... Uh, know their limits and if it's above nothing wrong to say it's not my case but i know where you should go and the the this place is the right place to help with your uh, situation with your passion and your hunger for knowledge i'm surprised to learn that there would be something outside of your skill set <laughs> <laughs> thank you no there is a lot i'm still learning dave it's um we keep live to learn and again that's my belief if i say i know everything this is when i start to end everything i did now are any of your children interested in becoming a veterinarian when they grow up well obviously the older he's now out of that um like option because of his allergies but he likes business my younger um my younger son his name is karas and uh, my older his name is kirelos they are greek names 
uh, so Karas uh, in grade six and he loves to come he loves to pet dogs and cats he always asks me dad what did you do today every night when I go home dad how many dogs did you help dad uh, do you think one day I can help you dad do you think I'll be a good vet dad I hope one day I will have the opportunity like you and I'm I'm like if you love it you start and he learn now when he comes he will clean the kennels he will mop the floors he will start from the very very bottom because that's what they learned from me now correct me if i'm wrong you strike me as the kind of man that when you were growing up as a kid you had chores to do as a child yes your parents were probably very strict or very structured with the kids or a bit of both yes so i i i was lucky with my parents my dad uh god bless his soul he passed but my dad was a professor in the university and my mom is an engineering we we are a family believe of education my sister as i told you she's a farmer so I took the love of the biology and the love of the math and all these different aspects of um, science from my parents. And of course, because my dad was a very academic man, he likes everything to be precise, very in detailed, very uh, organized. My mom... Very meticulous. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. My mom is the same. So I, I will call myself lucky that I, I grew up in this family. And um, yes, we learned that knowledge and education is very important and caring is more important than all. Now, there's a lot of people with knowledge and education, but they don't have your drive and your work ethic. I've met a lot of super educated people, and I'm telling you, these people have got multiple degrees, but they just don't have the drive. It's your characteristics and your, your drive and your passion combined with your education and knowledge that makes the whole parcel. I, I love my job. I cannot imagine myself in any other job. Uh, everyone, even when I, like, even my wife, sometimes when we have a family gathering, she's like, every time we meet with anyone, you keep talking about dogs, about cats, about these situations. And I was like, because I love it. I really love my job. And because I love it, I enjoy it. I tell even my staff, I said, every day when you are driving your car or coming to work, at least about myself, I'm smiling, looking to the window and imagining what cases, how many I will help, what I will do. It's not for me like a job. You go from this time to this time. I, I love, enjoy to help and to see when people are happy and our patients, they don't talk. And this is very important to know that you have to, and that's where I am struggling sometimes that I need to learn more. I need to learn more. I want to make sure that I don't miss anything because they don't talk. So we need to help them. And that's my joy. You know, now when a human, <laughs> when a human being goes for a knee operation or a hip replacement, uh, there is going to be physiotherapy. Yes. Following this procedure of a knee operation or hip operation. Uh, can you touch on any physiotherapy uh, that might be a follow-up? Do you recommend that? Do you give the patients, oh, absolutely. the human patients, certain things that they, uh, or the human clients, rather, certain things they should do, I'm sure. Well, thank you, Dave. Uh, again, you are a pro for all the questions. Uh, thank you for letting me talk about that. Yes, absolutely. There is a physiotherapy. We highly, highly recommend that. 
um, we have a very good place. Again, I'm not I'm not affiliated with any place, but there is a place in St. Catharines called Canine Conditioning Center. Very professional, very, very educated people working there. Uh, I have been sending all my cases. And again, I'm not affiliated with them, but I have heard a lot of good things from my clients. And you always look for good places to send your uh patients too so that will finish the job you did so physiotherapy is very important unfortunately it's very well known that when there is a problem with one knee or a hip the body will start to have a loss in the muscle mass or the muscles around this area and that's the job for uh, these places like the physiotherapy like canine conditioning center in st catharines in welland avenue yeah um, they help, they educate owners. They I thought they were on bunting. Uh, on bunting, I'm sorry. On bunting. Yes. So you're, this is Dr. Carrie Evers. Absolutely, yes. And uh, and and Doc and uh, Barbara Lee, yes. who's a canine physiotherapist. Yes. And please, t- like, uh, uh, thank you for mentioning their name. I want to thank them on air. Thank them a lot because they helped me a lot with all my cases. I have been sending to them. I never have any issue. I always hear great things. Dogs come happy after they go to their places after we do the TPLO surgery. But yes, we highly recommend it. Um, and they can work with any budget. I think they can. I, again, I'm not affiliated with their business, but I know that they can accommodate any needs with owners. They they work with owners, with veterinarians, and they are very dedicated to what they do. So absolutely, uh, physiotherapy is very important after these kind of surgeries. It's exactly like humans. I always say that, Dave, dogs and cats, they have two kidneys, one heart, two lungs like us. So they are like humans. If it, what applies to humans can apply to dogs and cats. So physiotherapy needed after a big surgery for humans, exactly the same for dogs and cats. The interesting thing that a lot of people may not know is that dogs don't have an appendix. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, they don't have it. Yes. You know, so that's quite fascinating. I had a, a guy, I told a guy that, I felt all happy with my knowledge in my head. And I, <laughs> I told him that, right? And he's going, well, you're not a vet, you're a trainer. So he's fact-checking it. Oh, wow. He's like, come on, dogs must have an appendix. No, says, they no, don't. Dogs don't have an appendix. <laughs> they don't. No, I am. Um, well, I can tell you, Dave, you are the dog man you know everything about dogs and um, yes i'm not surprised that you are educated with all that things but um yes um it's very important it's like a package and um like again by the end of the day it's i feel that when we do and that's what i tell my staff when we do help uh, dogs I think we are not helping dogs only we helping humans as well so the owners when they see that their dogs are happy definitely that will be they are companions so they make a happiness to the whole house and the owners um, and that's one of the big things we are always aiming for Dr. Aziz, keep up the incredible work that you're doing for dogs and cats at your veterinary clinic in St. Catharines. It was a pleasure uh, sitting down with you uh, this morning. And uh, I've had many clients that have come to you for surgeries, and they are extremely happy and satisfied with the care and the love uh, that you have taken uh, and put into their own, into their dogs as if though they were your own pets. 
So thank you for your love and care and passion for what you do for the animals. And and thank you for joining me on my Unleashed show. One more time, uh, our listeners can reach you at... Uh, Dog and Cat Clinic of Niagara. We are located uh, in St. Catharines across from the Penn Center. Our phone number is 905-687-687. 1805 and again we are across from the Penn Center in St. Catharines and thank you for listening everyone and uh, I'm Dave McMahon owner of Dave McMahon Dog Academy visit me online davemcmahon.ca I'll help you with the spelling Dave that part's easy m-c-m-a-h-o-n dot c-a davemcmahon.ca you can email me through the contact form on the website if you have any questions we specialize in helping the family dogs we do dog obedience training group classes private lessons and we specialize in behavior modification working with reactive dogs that are either aggressive toward other dogs or aggressive toward people we rehabilitate dogs with mild to extreme behavior problems also want to mention that the unleashed show is live online every wednesday as i mentioned at the top of the hour uh, 4680q.ca 4680q.com either or and all shows are podcast and on all the podcast platforms internationally uh, this program will be on the podcast platforms within 48 hours of today Thank you. Hope you guys have a doggone great day, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.